Well, everybody, welcome back to uh, Beyond the Barrels. This is episode four, I believe. So we're happy you're back. This has been fun for us so far. Like, you know, we're only early into the process here, but uh, it's been fun to see how many of our employees are engaging on this on this um, podcast. And so we're happy you're back. Today, um, it's going to be a little bit different. I'm kind of, I'm going to play host, um, but because I have a, a pretty deep knowledge on the topic here, uh, I'm also going to be partly a guest. And so uh, my guest today is Eileen Barron. She's our Region 3 uh, Region Communication Manager. That's right. Is that the right, that's the right title, right? That's correct. Uh, how long have you been with us, Eileen? Four years. Four years. What do you love about your job? What's what's great about Region 3? Oh, every day is different. You know, there's a new challenge every day, working on new projects all the time, and the people at Region 3 are fantastic. Well, we're glad you're here. Well, thank you. <laughs> um, and today we're going to talk about culture. And uh, hopefully you guys have heard of the culture conversation. I know at annual conference, Carlos and Shane both really talked about what it means to uh, to to have this UDOT culture? What is this UDOT culture? Um, and, and kind of how do, we, how do we talk about it more and how do we just make it who we are? So, um, so Eileen's here. Eileen is, um, she and I have been walking hand in hand in this thing for almost a year now. Pretty close to a year. Pretty close to a year we've been talking about culture and what it means to UDOT. And, um, where did this start, Eileen? Where did we... How did, we, how did we start talking about culture in the first place? Yeah, I think overall leadership was really taking a hard look at the future needs of the organization. And out of that, they realized that UDOT has an opportunity to offer a distinct workplace culture. And it's a, a place where people can feel like their work is meaningful and that they are valued as people. Um, both as people and for the work they do and the way they contribute to our communities. Um, this, uh, a lot of this, the genesis of this, I think, was when we did our annual employee sur- or just our employee survey last year. Um, we came back and got some great feedback from our employees. 900, over 900 employees took that survey. And we found that people are generally happy with being UDOT employees. Right, and I think it's important to note that it's not that we saw a problem we're trying to fix. It's really, we thought, wow, UDOT's really a great place to work. How can we make it better? And so our whole approach has been to appreciate all the good things that are going on throughout the department and trying to recognize them and name them and replicate it other places. So kind of, I like to say, we're trying to grow the good. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Okay, so culture is kind of this ambiguous term, right? It, how do we define culture? What were some of the things that uh, we heard when we were talking to our employees? Um, what do we mean when we say culture? Yeah, so sort of our working definition is that culture is the personality of the organization. Um, it's how we treat each other. It's um, how we feel about our work. And so a lot of people know what we do, but the culture is really how we do it. That was my, my favorite definition, and you just said it there. It was how we treat each other. Um, it's when we're at work, who are we? Uh, not what, what do we do, it's who are we. And um, it's the why behind um, why we do the things we do. It's pretty cool. Uh, and why does it matter? 
I mean, you, you touched on this a little bit. Why does it matter that we understand this, that we even have these conversations? Why can't we just put our head down and go to work? Right. Well, we all spend a lot of time at work and we want it to be a good place to be. Um, so I think putting some intentional focus on um, sort of those human dynamics, our human experience here at work and how can we um, make it a place where we thrive um, both professionally but as individuals as well. Well, and I before we get too deep into this, I just I want to um, make sure everybody understands this isn't an initiative. This isn't something that we're, we're it's getting printed on Carlos's card or it's it, it it's not that type of a movement that we're trying to create here at UDOT. Um, I think this is just something that we want to understand better. And um, well, it's really tied to the fact that culture is created by the people, right? It's how we interact every day. And so as we were starting to take a look at culture, we knew it needed to be a very grassroots sort of um, discussion. And that's why we talk about it as a culture conversation, because our culture is formed through our behaviors every day. It's formed through the way we talk to each other every day. And um, that's what we really wanted to kind of hone in on and support and be just a little bit more intentional about um, modeling what we think is the best way that we interact with each other. So let's talk about the grassroots thing for a minute. Uh, let's go back to the very beginning, April 2017, which is kind of where this started. How did, how did these conversations start? We wanted to get our employees involved, right? Mm -hmm. if, if employees are who shapes our culture, how did we do this? What was the process? Um, do you want to walk us through that? And I'll yeah, kind of interject yeah. where I think it's important. Yeah, so employee input was key. I mean, the culture is driven by the employees themselves. And so we actually focused on um, a couple of key activities that we held at the Leadership Institute and in Richfield. And we spent some time with people from throughout the department, right? There were like 60-some people that... We had 63 people in there. Yeah, group. that all convene in Richfield. Many people know it as the DeCoster training. Um, but in addition to that leadership training going on, we wanted to spend some time talking about our culture. And so we started by asking a couple key questions. Um, let's see, what were our questions? It, so we, we did, and hopefully some of you have participated in this. We had the Post-it notes. And the two questions that we asked and we wanted you to fill in the blank was my ideal workplace culture includes dot, dot, dot. Mm -hmm. And uh, UDOT is a great place to work was. because. That's what it was. Right. So both of those were finished the sentence and it was just a brainstorming activity like give us as many ideas to complete the sentence as possible. And you're right. We had over 300 people over the course of several months do, do this, this exercise. Yeah. Um, and we collected all that information and started to find the patterns, right? Well, and we, and we created word clouds out of them because that's, that's where we can see patterns, right? Word clouds become very visual when we're able to put all those answers in and, and we find out that UDOT's a great place to work at because of flexibility, Right. A lot of people talked about flexibility mm -hmm. or you know, that's a great place to work at because of the people. Um, and that was really the, the, the first thing. What was interesting to me is that we took that um, 
that group of De, of decoster students and their mid-level managers is kind of that of that group there were over 60 of them and we did that activity you know it's a great place to work at because and they put down their answers and and we got this great word cloud and this great spreadsheet of answers and then the very next day we were able to sit down with the senior leadership team and when i say senior leadership team like senior leadership team carlos region directors our group leaders um that level and we did the same exact same activity with them we had a po we had post-it notes we had them put their answers up on the board and um it was amazing to see the responses um so this is where i think because maybe that was just the first part of this i don't know if you and i had talked about how do we move this past that decoster training I think we knew that it was going to happen, but we didn't know how. And when we sat down with our senior leaders, uh, we pulled up the responses from what the DeCoster group had said, and we pulled up the, the, the responses with what they had said. And I can't remember, I think it was the word, my ideal work, workplace culture includes or, or contains, and our senior leadership put trust. Trust was the big word. And do you remember what it was for the DeCoster group? Yeah, it was teamwork. It was teamwork. That's what it was. Teamwork. And I remember somebody in that senior leadership group saying, oh, well, they're the, they're the same thing. And you and I looked at each other, and we both kind of understood, like, they're not the same thing. Now, they come from each other, and they play off of each other. But that's where we kind of got to this next step as we realized that maybe some of the definitions that we have for these words – um, are confusing to some people. Right. And so that's where we initiated a round of focus groups throughout the department. Um, so we tried, we hit every region and every working group here at the complex and really dug into our top terms. Um, I think we tested nine of them and we wanted to better understand what does this mean to you? When we say teamwork, what does that mean? When we say trust, what does that mean to you? So we had a conversation about that, as well as we had them rate the level of importance. You know, what, in terms of your ideal workplace culture, what are the things that are most important to you? And that's really how we came up with those three keywords that both Carlos and Shane talked about at annual conference last year. And the three words are? They are teamwork. Yep. trust and flexibility yep. and those are the three yeah and focus group after focus group after focus group came back with those being the top three yes um these are the words that are n not necessarily that that we're seeing that they're working the best here in udot but those are the ones that meant the most to us of having the most importance and things that we wanted to see in our organization um, but what's cool is they were also things that we were already seeing in our organization. What was fun for me about the post-it note um, exercise is that a lot of times there were words on the my ideal workplace culture side that were also on the UDOT's a great place to work at side. And that means that people genuinely like being here. And for a lot of people, this is their ideal workplace. Um, and so we wanted to keep that going. We wanted to say, well, geez, what are we doing right? How do we talk about this more? And how do we take those key three terms, teamwork, trust, and flexibility, and really continue to have conversations around them and make them part of who we are? Um, 
And three pillars is not it's it's not a lot. There are companies out there that have nine nine things that they're going to talk about. And and we thought these three just stood out to us. Right. And so um, out of those focus groups, we also, um, I did some work at looking at the words and phrases, how people defined teamwork, trust, and flexibility. And so from that, um, work to develop some statements. And those statements are kind of what we're working from moving forward, even though we're not publicizing or publishing those statements, um, they help, I think, at least keep us focused, you know, from the communications and the internal communication side, as well as sharing them with our leadership that, you know, when we say teamwork, it's that we're working together to achieve a common goal. That's how people define teamwork. Um, and that uh, trust, you know, the value of trust to people was so important in terms of both earning people's trust and being able to give trust and how that related to the functionality of a team. Um, and then finally, flexibility. That one actually has um, probably the broadest range of meanings, but it's, I think, really important to note that flexibility um, means our work-life balance and the ability to control our schedule um, and have time off. Um, but flexibility also uh, really strongly referred to being able to try new things, that we're open here at UDOT to change a process or um, alter how we've always done something. Um, if it's something that's going to make um, your job better or make a process better, that there's a real openness to innovation um, and so part of flexibility, when we use that term, it is that work-life balance, but it's also that ability to try new things. Yeah, and that was one of the interesting things to me is there were two very distinct definitions to that word flexibility and how people right. look at them. And, and it is, and I think we, hopefully we both experience both sides of those, is that in our, in our roles here in the department that we're able to try new things and that um, there isn't this sense of punishment for... Um, trying something and failing. Um, but then also on the other flip side, that if I've got a baseball game to go to at 4 o'clock to see my son play, I've got the flexibility to to go do that and make up that those work hours somewhere else. And, and we understand that there are some of you in your roles out there that flexibility at certain times may not be there. I get it. When there's a storm coming through, flexibility goes out the window. Um, and, and we appreciate that. I think department wide, we appreciate that there are times when flexibility just isn't there, but for the most part, uh, we're able to use it and we're able to, to be flexible and our managers are able to be flexible with us and we can kind of pick and choose the way we do our job, how we do our job and kind of when we do our job. So yeah. it's been kind of cool. Yeah. Well, and I like to talk about these terms in that order of teamwork, trust, and flexibility. Because I think when we're working together as a team, we build that trust, and it's because we have that trust that we're able to have the flexibility. Um, and trust also, I mean, it supports the work-life balance and time off stuff, but the flexibility also, um, and the trust supports the flexibility and how we do our jobs, right? It doesn't have to be done one way. Exactly. And in fact, we're encouraged, right, to look for new ways of doing things. Exactly. 
So Eileen, I just want to go back just a little bit. We talked about the nine phrases that came out of these focus groups. And I think it's important for our employees to hear what those nine phrases are. Um, and Carlos did a good job in his annual conference address talking about the what, the how, and the whys. Um, and, and so you've broken, we've actually taken these nine statements and organically they just were able to fit into those three categories. There's three for each one. Right. So the what statements that came out is uh, we work together to accomplish common goals. So that's teamwork, right? We're trusted to get the job done. Trust. And we're accountable for our work. And that's the flexibility part. Correct. The hows, uh, we communicate with honesty and respect. We watch out for each other. And we respect life outside of work. And then the result or the why is we make good decisions because of those. Uh, We find better ways to do things. And we have fun working as a team. So we've got these nine great, amazing statements that came out. And uh, that came from our employees. These were all... Uh, I want to make sure that everybody understands that there was no, um, we didn't tool around with this at all. We didn't, um, we didn't go into any of these meetings or focus groups wanting to get a certain answer or response from our employees. Right. We were there to listen and um, because we wanted um, this culture conversation to reflect our employees and really my background is in public involvement and I like to say I got to use my public involvement skills with our own employees I mean that's really the process we went through was the same way we listened to our public and our stakeholders um, for project development um, for this particular project we were listening to our own employees and Um, really tried to stay true to the integrity of how people talked about their experiences at UDOT, their stories um, of being here, and what those key terms mean to them. And so those nine statements really came out of of pages of notes um, taken during the focus groups and the key words and phrases that seemed to come up again and again um, and that's really where those nine statements come from. What was cool for me is watching these focus groups, and there was this great sense of pride that people had uh, working here for, for the department. Um, I just thought it was, it was amazing that they loved being here. Um, I felt that we set up those focus groups so that we got honest responses and that people were able to be themselves and respond um, true to who they were. Uh, and so it was great that out of honesty and out of trust um, that we came out with those responses. So why do you think that was? Why, why do you think that that level of employee or why, why were people that way in these focus groups? I've been in focus groups before, and I always feel like there's an agenda <laughs> <laughs> on how the researcher wants me to act. Why, what do you think made that unique? You know, I think people were really open and receptive to having this conversation. I think people like being asked what they think and what they find valuable and important. And I think because we came in with an attitude of listening and without an agenda, um, people sense that, right? Um, And so I really appreciate all the people who did take time out of their day um, to come spend an hour with us um, because it does make a difference. And we learned a lot. 
and um, really made the process uh, a good one. Yeah. Well, and we had three hundred over three hundred people do the the post-it note exercise. Um, over a hundred people do our first round mm-hmm. of focus groups, and we had second rounds. I mean, we had close to five hundred employees that were part of this active discussion. One of the things I like to say when when I'm out there talking to our employees, um, because I'm you know I'm the internal communications guy, so I'm out there a lot, is uh, talk openly and freely with me. Because the information may get to our leadership, but the name never does. And I think that when you and I were running these focus groups, we set that up in that case where um, there was no fear of retribution or not being able to say what was true uh, and was what was honest for these people. And so, again, I, I appreciate it. Um, we appreciate it as a group. It was kind of cool to see. So... Teamwork, trust, and flexibility. Do you want to dive into those a little bit more? Really, what we what we found? What is teamwork? Uh, how did we define it? Um, really, what were the what were the feelings behind that from our employees? Sure. So, teamwork is really at the core of what we do at UDOT. Um, there's a recognition that no one is alone in carrying out our mission and vision. Um, to build a project takes a team. To keep traffic moving takes a team. Plowing snow takes a team. Um, people enjoy being part of a team and knowing that con- they contribute to something bigger than what they could do by themselves. And it really is at the core of what we do here. Um, I can't think of a single job here, a single duty or responsibility where it doesn't take a team effort to make it successful. Yeah, payroll, invoicing, facilities management to our project development, maintenance, all of it. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, we've got to work together to get the job done. Yeah. Now, uh, trust. This is this is cool. I kind of like where this piggybacks into to teamwork. Yeah. So trust was described as the foundation for a successful team. Without trust, teamwork is really hard. Uh, people realize that trust is earned and can quickly erode with one poor decision or action. The ability to trust and to be trusted was rated as very important by our employees. And I like there's something you said there that um, people realize that trust is earned and can quickly erode with one poor decision or action. When I think about trust, I think I've got a 13-year-old. I love him to death. (laughs) You laughed. You've got a teenager. Um, Trust is so important because it takes a long time to build it up, Um, but then one poor decision gets rid of it quickly. And so... To me, having trust within our teams is so important to how successful we are as a department because um, we need to be able, you know, let's take a flagging crew, for example, or one of our maintenance crews is out fixing a pothole. It's so important that as a team that you trust each other, that I'm trusting the guy that's 200 feet down the road flagging cars that he's going to control traffic so that I'm safe Mm -hmm. um, and that I get to, uh, you know, I can go back to my family at night. And so... Um, just amazing, you know, and and it goes back to that flexibility, trust, and and we'll talk about flexibility here in a minute, but, uh, there's a level of trust that goes into being flexible too. Absolutely. So, well, and I think we heard in the focus groups, we heard stories where, where there's no trust, it's just exhausting, right? Work is hard. And that's when you start not wanting to come to work, right? Because to work as a team, when there's a lack of trust is just tiring. Um, 
But on the flip side, I think trust also is a strong connection to safety and safety being our primary strategic goal, right? And that um, trust is very important for us to stay safe. Yeah. And then flexibility. We already, you know, you covered flexibility well a few minutes ago. We talked about just those, the two sides of the coin there with flexibility and um, just how important it is. But again, trust goes into that is that if, Again, let's go back to the baseball game at 4 o'clock in the afternoon. I need to go to the baseball game. There is a level of trust that has to happen from my supervisor to say, Matt's going to go. I trust that his job is going to get done, right? That the things that are on his his plate today will get taken care of. Um, there's a level of trust that I'm filling out my time card right when I do that. Um, trust permeates throughout flexibility. And without Without the trust there, again, if we've if we've ruined that level of trust or we've done something that is that has harmed that trust, it's really hard to get back. And flexibility kind of goes out the window at that point. Right, right. So, so uh, those are the three big terms: uh, teamwork, trust, flexibility. How? Okay, so we're, we're talking about this is an ongoing conversation. We want this to be an ongoing conversation. What can our employees expect to happen? How can they get involved? What's, what's the next step here? Well, one thing you can do is keep an eye on the you.employee website. I think um, we're trying to tailor some of the questions um, to teamwork, trust, and flexibility. Um, we also want to do some video spotlights and stories um, about teamwork in particular this month. Um, but we'll kind of be rotating um, through those nine statements over the nine, next nine months and sort of putting a spotlight and a focus. Right now, February, we're focusing on teamwork. Um, next month will be something else. Um, also, we're trying to encourage uh, discussion at the leadership level. And so we're providing some resources and tools um, to senior leaders that they can use with their staff um, whether that's reading an article or watching a TED Talk video or doing an activity together or just having a conversation about a key question that relates to teamwork, for example. Well, and our goal as a communications team is to make sure that that information gets past our senior leaders. That Absolutely. It gets down through management. Um, I know that our employee advisory council is in on this loop, and they receive those those. Um, monthly articles and activities and um, we'll be posting a lot of those on the employee webpage on the YOU dot so check those out in fact every month the question will change there's a, if you've been on our employee website there's a question called your voice and um, because February is about teamwork the question this month is how does working as a team help you accomplish your professional goals and we just we really just want to have discussion around these we want um, we want this to we want to be able to prompt it, but have it kind of happen organically. Um, as Eileen and I have talked about this, the last thing we want is to get into a meeting um, and have it be an agenda item where the person running the meeting says, "All right, now we need to talk about culture for ten minutes." Uh, that's not the point of this here. Um, but when we talk about teamwork, for example, in February, when we talk about teamwork. It should just be something that we're talking about anyway. How do we work better as a team? How, how do we become more effective? How do we help each other to accomplish task A and task B and task C? And I think 
a lot of times we're in positions where we rely on that team. And it's really easy to look at a maintenance shed and say, okay, it's important in this task to have a team around you. But for those of us that are behind computers all day or we're, we're working with, with a small group, how do we utilize our team to make sure that we're being effective? Right. So those resources are really meant to be a prompt and to provide some, some ideas um, of how we can carry this conversation forward, how we can improve, how we work together as a team. Again, we want to grow the good. Um, it's not saying we're doing a poor job of teamwork. It's saying, hey, let's really look at how we can refine and make this better. And um, along the way, here are some interesting articles or here's a compelling video um, just to spur the conversation and the thought process. Well, and we may get a year down the road here and realize that um, that something else comes up in, in these discussions that needs to be addressed or we need to focus on. But for right now, it's those three topics. Um, if people have ideas or suggestions or if you come across something that you might think would help us as a department in those three areas, how do they get a hold of us? What do they do? Right. So we've set up an email address, uh, culture at utah.gov. Mm-hmm. Is that right, Matt? That's right. Um, and that actually goes in right to Matt. Yep, comes and right so we're open to ideas and suggestions, or if you come across a really great article or video that you think we ought to be sharing and talking about, um, we're open to hearing those ideas. Um, and of course, the YOU.employee website's another great place um, to stay engaged. One is you're working as teams and you need some of these prompts, and if they haven't gotten uh, down to you and you, you want some of these things to work on, go ahead, shoot me an email. Uh, email that culture website or that culture email address uh, and we'll get it over to you. You know, everything we do is we're, we're transparent in all of this. We're well, and I think the other thing is Matt or I would be happy to come down and visit with your team or, um, you know, if, if you're like, I'm really not sure how to lead a conversation about teamwork or a particular article or video, um, you know, Hopefully I'm not stepping out of bounds no, here, yeah, but of I think no. I think we're both invested in this enough that we want to see it succeed. We know it doesn't come natural to everyone um, to talk about things related to culture like teamwork or trust. Um, and that's why we're trying to provide a support in resources like articles, videos, but also, you know, we're happy to help facilitate a conversation as well. Um, if that's something that would help your team uh, improve and really engage in this topic. Well, and an important part of this as well is that we have 100% buy-in from Carlos and Shane and from the entire senior leadership staff. And so um, if you're running into issues, uh, let us know. You know, we'd, like, Again, we'd love to have those conversations with you. We'd love to run through some of these activities with you. Uh, there's a fun activity for February about... Uh, it's using a yard of masking tape. I think it's 20 spaghetti, raw spaghetti, or yeah, not uncooked spaghetti noodles mm-hmm. and a marshmallow. And the team activity is how high can you get the marshmallow in 20 minutes? It's kind of a fun activity on working as a team. So um, what's been your favorite part about this? What's been the coolest part for you? You know, I love hearing people's stories, you know, hearing about their experiences here at UDOT. Um, like I said, there's so many good things going on here and, um, so much kind of goes under the radar, right? It goes unnoticed, but when you get people together in a room and that's the beauty of focus groups is we did them, you know, people knew each other in the room and, 
um, we heard some really great stories about um, projects or just day-to-day work that happens and the appreciation for each other around the table. Um, so yeah, hearing those stories uh, makes me really excited about what's to come in this organization. Well, and if you've got those stories and you want to share them, you know, again, send the, an email to culture at utah.gov and send, the, send in those stories. It's just good for us to have and it's good for us to uh, keep in our back pocket. And if you want it anonymous, great. We'll keep it anonymous. But there's value in having these stories shared. Uh, I think one of my favorite groups that we talked to was the mechanics in Region 3. Um, <laughs> on a lot of these groups, I set up a GoPro in the corner just so that Eileen and I could go back and watch video and just make sure we had um, the conversation notes. But um, I, the group of mechanics from Region 3, I put it up in the corner and I asked them, do you mind if I record this? <laughs> and one of them, I just remember, he said, yeah, you bet. You, you record this. He's like, take this straight into Carlos. You let him know what I'm thinking. <laughs> and I just, I thought that was cool. And I thought for the most part, all of our employees are like that. Everybody has something to say and everybody has something important to bring to the table. And, and it's important that you feel like you're in a place where you can respectfully state your opinion and, and have it be heard. And um, if you're not in that position, let me know or let Eileen know. Um, we're communications experts. <laughs> right. Well, we talk a lot about openness and transparency, and we often use that in a context of our external stakeholders, right, with our legislators and with our public and with our commuters. But that, that openness and transparency needs to reside within UDOT as well. And so absolutely, I think you know, Matt and I are open to hearing your comments, your stories. And if you're willing to share your story, we're also looking for ideas for video spotlights um, because it's, it's just fun to see and hear what people are doing throughout the department. Yeah, very true. Well, thank you for your time today, Eileen. I hope it's been fun and exciting. Yeah. Uh, you, uh, you, it, it's amazing. Eileen has this very strategic way of thinking, and I don't. I'm really easy at just putting my head down and running. And Eileen's been really, really good at kind of pulling on the reins and saying, well, hold on, let's think about this a little we bit. We make so a good team. We do make a great way. team. And so I appreciate yeah. you and appreciate all of the help on this. Um, everybody out there, I hope that we're having these conversations. I hope that you um, that you enjoy the culture that we have here at UDOT because it truly is special. Um, and as Carlos has said, um, we really are the best damn DOT in the nation. So let's keep it that way. All right, there it is. Episode four. Guys, we're glad you're part of it. We're glad you're listening. Tell your friends. We want everybody to listen. Uh, we're close to a thousand listens here on our first three. In fact, I think we're over a thousand listens here on our first three. So um, we're happy you're, um, you're listening and you're engaged. If you have any suggestions on what we should be talking about on Beyond the Barrels, please go ahead and email me. Um, or email the podcast uh, email address. It's beyondthebarrels at utah.gov. Or like I said, culture at utah.gov comes to me, Matt Allred at utah.gov. There's lots of ways to get a hold of me. But write us, let us know what you think, and uh, we'll see you for episode five. Bye.